You are now listening to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast with Dean DeFalco, Dan Ryan, Evan Goldstein, and Matt Munch. For the comic podcast with the most personality this side of the galaxy, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for checking out the Paper Cuts Podcast, issue 67. I'm your host, Dan Ryan. Joining me this week is Mr. Evan Goldstein. Hello, hello. Mr. Dean DeFalco. We need dinosaur power now. We certainly do. I can't think of anything we need more, actually. Mm. And Mr. Matthew Much. I can't think of anything we need more either. (laughs) That's good. It was uh, a really big week in comics this week. It felt like there was a lot of stuff that I wanted to read, but only five that I actually got to, because those were the five we previously discussed uh, for the show. And I have a life, and didn't get to him yet. And Evan... Well, he read more than his fair share, actually. Oh. He read, He's like, been a the real... entire library. Yes, but I don't want to a show off trooper. at all, so <laughs> I'm just going to keep it on the down low. <laughs> no. The vast knowledge of this week's comic books that I have stored <laughs> in my brain now. Do you really read a ton of them? Not a, I didn't read one. You weren't on here for the story. I kind of messed up. <laughs> I'm oh. just going to be looking at pretty pictures and commenting on artwork. Well, that's, that's good. Gonna be... That's valid. That's going to be fun. So this week, uh, let's let's jump right into it. Spoilers: If uh, if you haven't read Secret Wars number nine yet, we're going to talk about it now uh, because it's done. Oh, thank and, God. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all right. Look, like they said, they were going to explain things, Dan. They didn't explain they anything. Lied. <laughs> no. They okay. Lied. Here's the explanation. They kind of did, but yeah. not really. Here's what I got. Tell me if I'm if I'm crazy. Okay. Oh, you're not. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. He beat me to it. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Sorry that happened to you. Um, what I got is that Reed Richards is God now, and they, uh, Reed and Sue and the Future Foundation, are just making a multiverse and throwing it out into the ether and universes are going to start existing and um if apparently you bring the molecule man a cheeseburger he will let you survive even though the rest of your universe is dead i will gladly Uh, pay you a universe (laughs) today that's (laughs) right so that that's pretty much like the big explanation so big fight reed richards and dr doom Really great dialogue. The book looked really great. It, Jonathan Hickman, his writing is spectacular. Esad Ribic's um, artwork has been has been great this this entire run. This issue I felt was uh, among the strongest that they've done so far. It was um, good. It didn't disappoint, which is no, a it, huge it plus. really didn't. Like, and it really should have. It could but, have for all rights. We should have hated this book. We easily could have hated it. Because it was so late, but but it was great. I mean, I, I I don't know, man. Like, I didn't hate the book, but I just put the book down and went, "Well, all right, I guess that's it." <laughs> we now have well, to go were... back through all of our shows and all the shit that we blamed on Secret Wars. We have to explain because all the stuff that we that, said, well, oh, well, we just... Secret Wars. Well, it... We don't have to explain it because they didn't explain it. <laughs> If Reed Richard yeah, throw really. fucking planet-sized baseballs they... into the galaxy, that's how you explain it. Well, yeah, the only explanation there is is that they're recreating the multiverse from Franklin's memory. That's about it. No, they said that bitch was yeah. just straight making shit up. Or he's he... making things up, too, yeah, but in, in theory, he could attempt... He, he obviously attempted to remember the universe, uh, I guess, 616, as it was. Is there and, a reason we're giving this job to a child? Uh, he's because Daddy it, said it was okay. okay. And he's a storyteller. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, there are a couple storytellers, right? Yeah, I mean it. That explanation I, that fucking works as well as anything else for me. I mean, it's it's perhaps not the best explanation <laughs> of how things work, but, but it's um, not the worst. Okay, wait. It's look. What, it's what, not Superboy punching reality. Yeah, that would have been which is Jason awesome. Todd is alive. Oh, that, that's that's <laughs> no. comic book, bro. I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, about. I, I like that's that. Awesome. That's comic book awesomeness. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. All right. So, 
<laughs> explain to me what happens with T'Challa because I didn't understand that part at all. I was a little fuzzy on that. <laughs> well, we found out that those... he's got the gauntlet, and then all of a sudden he's like, "I did it," and I'm like, "What'd you do?" And then he just starts talking about spaceships and shit, and I'm like, "I didn't understand a fucking thing that just happened." <laughs> He, do, he, he I, doesn't I think... have the gauntlet anymore, does he? No, but w- no, did that's... the gauntlet do it? Did did Reed do it? Who the fuck did it? That's the second it. time the gauntlet's been like there, and they're like, sweet, we got the gauntlet, and then it's just gone, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that, okay. <laughs> Shit. Oh, where did that go? I'm gonna Apparently that it's later. worthless. I don't know. See, people keep... <laughs> well, God Doom takes on T'Challa straight up with that thing, man. And Need yeah, two I mean, gauntlets the, to take the characterization... on God Doom. The characterization of Doom in this entire book has been uh, just fucking great. Like, this has been... I don't like the Fantastic Four. I've never been a fan of that book. I love Doctor Doom, though. And, like, if Jonathan Hickman was continuing to write the Fantastic Four as he did previously, I would still be reading it because he has a, a handle on these characters and the relationship between Doom and Reed Richards. Like, the line in here where... They're fighting, and Doom is like, you just, you think you're so much fucking better than me, you shit. And you think if you had been in charge, everything would have been better. This universe that I created isn't good enough for fucking you, Reed, because you're an asshole. And Reed says, yes, and we both know it, don't we? And Doom's <laughs> response is, yes, damn you, now die. And then, yeah, and that's then fucking awesome. Molecule Man is like, all right, you guys both said it. He wins. <laughs> I like the way he pops Reed. into, like, panel, like, upside down. He's like, okay, you both agree. Yep, let's do this. <laughs> Yo, that bitch Ooh. made fucking sliced maker, man. Yeah, that shit was awesome. <laughs> made him into a pizza. Um, but to get, like, back to the T'Challa thing, I think, I think what this is, is that this is the remade universe and these guys are going to go out and explore and see things now, there's a couple things uh he, I, that's not a great explanation but he was hiding in a bush it was weird he used the reality gem uh-huh mm-hmm. is that what started the universe coming back perhaps and then those of reality those scenes though we saw those scenes before in infinity or something didn't we I didn't read Infinity, so... Oh, I was pretty sure that was a callback. Like, those three guys were somewhere, but then the thing that changes is that T'Challa emerges from his bush-like hiding spot and tells them all kinds of important shit. <laughs> Look, he was trying to rub one out before he went out there and talked. He was a little nervous, okay? Well, of course he's nervous. He just spawned the universe all over. I think yeah. we're giving everybody too much credit. I think it was was uh, Molecule Man or Molecular Man. Like I think he Molecule was a, Man. I think he's, oh, a, he's, a, he's a catalyst. I I think he's the catalyst right. in the Ender. Like he's like, okay, I want to see how you guys pull this off because I'm crazy and whimsical. Give this job to a child. We're ready to go. Cheeseburger. Well, the things um, Molecule Man yeah, does I've... is make any given universe possible. At least now. Okay. And so that's why they keep peeling off right, layers that, that of that was the What? Uh fr- that's what Franklin's doing. He's... No, we we heard what you said. Oh, okay. Did we lose Yeah, no, that, oh. <laughs> no, that <laughs> sounded like that was in me- mid explanation. <laughs> no, no, I stopped because oh, Matt okay. was talking. Oh. I was I was being rude and then I decided not to be. No, Just stop being, being a rude, rude. fuck. No. It's alright. <laughs> okay. So what what we're saying we like this? This is good. We're happy with this. Uh, yeah, it was, I, I it liked, was a thing. I liked it. I I did like it, but it's also just from the angle that it could have been horrendous and it wasn't. Okay, I see. I see. You're you're sort of looking at it through rose colored glasses because of all the previous experiences we've had with giant major crossovers. It's like the most positive side of saying oh that didn't suck <laughs> as happily most, as you can it's the most resounding meh we've ever given 70 percent meh <laughs> i am um, i actually really liked it i you know comic books look fucking we know this anybody listening to this show knows this like 
I joke about it, but Superman or Superboy punches reality and Jason Todd, Jason Todd is back to life because fucking comics. That's why. Like, none of this shit really does make any sense. They are doing their best to keep 60 some odd years of continuity sort of organized and. Like, I thought this was a fine explanation. It's as good an explanation as anything else needs to be. I thought one of the really interesting parts was right there at the end, um, where I think it's Johnny, I think, is talking. Or, no, it's Alex, um, the Power Pack kid of the Future Foundation, is talking to Valeria. And he says, you know, like, they're... You know, he Franklin is throwing out these universes and not really uh, paying too much attention to how he's doing it. So we need to go out and we need to explore these things and we need to look at them. And we have to start talking about like creation myth and like, so are they going to go out and like plant stories as to where these people have come from and what exists and all that? And it's, it's, it's kind of a, I thought it was interesting. It, I think it leaves them. Uh, a a very wide open path to go down and basically pull out whatever the hell they want to, and at least there's a somewhat reasonable explanation for why that thing exists now. This is just shy of the largest printed to be continued ever. Yeah, <laughs> like that should have been like the last six pages. Because they to got to be. Uh, you following what I'm saying? Yeah, because they they're writing <laughs> infinite to be continued, and they haven't even written the pre preceding stories yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just uh, think this kid Franklin's well, like this I, one's hot I dog people. M- this one is a man made of completely <laughs> iron, and I don't mean the metal. I mean like just ironing. Irons. So it's Adventure Time. He yes. could do it. Fair enough. I think uh, I think maybe the most important line in this entire nine issue series, though, may be the very last one that Reed says in the uh, caption, uh, where he says everything lives, because Marvel, um, segue, have just put out a teaser of uh, Dead No More. Right? Have you guys seen this? It's been going around on the the interwebs. No, I I, I saw the teaser for Civil War two, and that just disgusted me. So I stopped paying attention to Marvel. Oh, it upset me too. Not ah, fair enough. But anyhow, sorry, dead no more. So everybody, de- yeah, everybody's dead. So they, it, it's just it's a, it's a black screen, um, with the words "dead no more" in white. And wow, the uh, the consensus, oh yeah, that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah that was it. The <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> the the consensus seems to be uh, there's really only two choices as to who could be uh, coming back. Uh, either Uncle Wolverine uh, for real, Wolverine. Or, <laughs> sorry, I totally missed what you said. I'm Uncle sorry. Ben, <laughs> Uncle Ben, fuck no. Well, they already no. gave us another Uncle Ben. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a, in the Spider Verse. All right, so Wolverine or yeah. Wolverine or uh, Professor X. It's not going to be Warhawk. Well, I, I think it's it. How about could all be of Professor them? X or all of them? Yeah, there's that. I, I, well, like, but that's the thing. This this line here at the end of everything lives, um, kind of leaves them open to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You know, like fuck it, let's bring back Werewolf by Night. I don't even know if he's dead, but you know, as an example. Well, everybody was dead when they destroyed the multiverse, but now it's coming back. I vote we bring we, uh, we bring back Rom. Rom versus Venom. Com- Rom, Rom is coming back. The return of Rom. But through IDW or something. Yeah, under a different care. publisher. I don't care. Are yeah. they going to fight? <laughs> Probably they could not. fight, sure. <laughs> I hope Venom loses fucking goody two-shoes. If they do, it will be in the cosmos. Well, Venom's a rookie uh, <laughs> knight. So Rom's been pimping fucked. since, been pimping since, been pimping since. <laughs> there one too many senses there. <laughs> I think I it was just enough. I don't know enough. what any of that meant. But, all right, so I, I would say... Secret Wars, get it. Read the whole thing. It was good. It didn't explain shit, but, uh, you know, it was good. Okay. Yay, comic. Almost okay. none of the tie-ins, uh, right. but the the main story, yeah. Yeah, no, the tie-ins 
don't really matter. They were decent, some of them, especially uh, Modoc. That was awesome. But <laughs> holy shit, really? <laughs> we gave Modoc <laughs> and especially <laughs> call back to like September when this shit started. <sighs> All right, well let's uh, let's transition over to uh, Mr. Much's favorite book currently being published, Huck Number Three by Mark Millar and Raphael Albuquerque uh, through Image. This was the first issue of Huck that I've read. And uh, I'm gonna like this plus your recommendation, Matt. Mm-hmm. I will go back and read the other ones now. Good. Like you were absolutely right. But why don't why don't you jump in and talk about it since you're the most familiar? Well, um, what should I tell you? the uh, The general synopsis is that uh, Huck has been found out to be pretty much a superhero, and uh, in this issue, he's being forcibly thrust into the the limelight of you know uh news media and uh gossip media and social media and everybody knows about him now and um they got him going to a fancy party which he doesn't really want to to, and uh it's really just a, a political device to to have the the mayor it's a mayor right yeah the governor the governor um you know, just show up with Huck and then boost his numbers. So everybody's just trying to uh, use Huck for their own personal gain now. And uh, it's it's impinging on the quiet life he had of just helping people out of the goodness of his heart because now people are coming and like, I need this, do this for me. And he's like, well, it's in my nature to do that, so I pretty much have to. And now he's doing all this stuff and people are <laughs> criticizing him for helping people and not helping other people and it's, it's just nothing he asked for but uh oh. and then there's a strange twist yeah. at the end yes there is what a twist indeed i thought they were going to touch this, uh, on that a little more from the well just judging from the variant cover that they had but no they just a reveal <laughs> right it, it it's okay First off, Albuquerque, stunning. Mm-hmm. This is so, so good. Absolutely. So good. Such a beautiful, beautiful book. Like the emotion that is projected on this character's face is it's palatable. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of important expressions, and uh, it just it really brings them to life. Man, Shevitz, this is a beautiful book. The uh, the shit eating grins on the politicians' faces is like fuck. You guys are punchable. God, like somebody punch you in your big teeth. It's so very punchable. And I I hope they talk like the guys from Smokey and the Bandit, like the cops. That's what I hope they (laughs) sounded like. Yeah, I think so. Did uh, did any of you guys read Superman um for all seasons? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. No. This book reminds me in the look of it very very much of that book of superman being kind of the the bigger than life boy scout but still having that kind of youthful um innocence almost innocence yeah yeah like the in that that's the perfect word the innocence on this character is about as good as i've ever seen it done in a, in a comic and, and like albuquerque is the fact crushing it on this book he is a mammoth of a man he is a big dude right but yet he looks like dainty almost by the by the way they're showing him in the panels and interacting with people and like he almost to the point where he's afraid because he doesn't know his own strength or he's you know what i mean like he has to be gingerly about around everyone he's just a he's a gentle giant and they're really conveying that extremely convincingly yeah mark millar's writing in this was spectacular as it usually is but really just nailing the um the fucking empathy that this dude has for everything else like even the cats that are outside digging through the trash he uses his room service to like get fish and chicken dinners all of them (laughs) everyone just to feed the cats and like the homeless dudes outside are like no shit (laughs) <laughs> can i be a cat like please and he fucking gives them like the his room key and he's like 
why do I need to stay in a hotel room? I've got a bed at home. I'm just going to go home. Like there's this this lovely sort of innocence and and reading through here and seeing the politicians that are exploiting this guy is just like fuck you. You guys are dicks. Okay, that that X-Men book that we read last last week Right? That yeah, yeah. that terrible uncanny? one. The, the uncanny, the one that was really bad. And the reason it was really <laughs> yeah. bad was because the non, well, I don't even want to say non, the lack of flow from image to image, like it right. made the no storytelling. Sense. The, the, the visual storytelling yeah. was so bad. There is a two page oh, spread in, in this book of Huck, you know, he, he gives off the hotel key to the, you know, the homeless guys and he's, and he's trucking it back home. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight panels that if you just soak them in, they actually look like they're moving. Yeah. In a linear fashion. Like, you see, this is how you do storytelling visually. Yep. This, nobody you nobody could, says anything for those two pages. Yep. Yeah, you could, you can, like, you could get through most of this book without the words. I just did, and just you, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Good. Yeah, and, uh, like it's like half of the first issue, I think. I'm not sure. There is not a lot of talk- talking in the first issue at all. Yeah, it's just visual. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. I like it. What did you think, Dean? You've been quiet, which is rare. Weird. I miss your voice. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I miss your smell. They know I'm planning something. come home, Ron. <laughs> I'm drawing Rom right now naked on a couch. Oh, God. Actually. Like one of Ooh. your French girls? Yes, just like one of my French girls, because I have so many. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I have nothing to say about this book, because there's n- nothing to really say about it. I, I stated what I loved about it in the first issue, and it's just m- more greatness. Uh, the book's fantastically uh, written and drawn. If you're not reading this, you're just stupid. Well said. <laughs> That's, Agreed. There is just one disappointment with this book, and it's like the first disappointment with an issue of Huck. Half of the book is something else. Yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> and it's not very good. Oh, man, really? No, Empress, it's just... I I didn't even read that thing. It's fucking even 10 pages. And like, I, I, to be <clears throat> honest, I really don't read the previews in the back of the image books all that often just because they're not stuff I'm interested in. And then I get to the end of the thing and I'm like well now I either gotta buy this book to figure out what's going on or fucking forget I ever read this or wait for Dan to make us read it yeah. uh, for <laughs> the next issue Dan, uh, Paper Damn cuts. That, Dan. I mean looking at the the artwork in it I don't know I that colorist needs to needs to go back to school <laughs> the Cubert oh, school the Empress? Maybe. yeah there's a yeah. lot of effort the Cubert school yeah. And it's just really trite. Honest to God, big fan of the show. So, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, for real. For like, real no, we're, this one we're actually being serious. Kubert School's badass. And Kubert School, 10 out, 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. So, Hawk. I don't know, but I don't know if that's Charlie true. Murphy, I wish I had more hands so I could give that book four thumbs up. Yeah, yeah I concur. Yeah. Nuts Definitely to Tits, the best book this week. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. Uh, speaking of nuts to tits, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Zero, uh, written by Kyle Higgins, drawn by Daniel Bayliss. Uh, this might have been the... M- no. No. that The next Uh-oh. one was the most surprising book of the week. But I really enjoyed the shit out of this. As did I. I, was, I set myself right? up for such disappointment. And I read it and I was like, this is, this is good. <laughs> I, I like this. I can. Uh oh. <laughs> it, it, you, you know what the thing was? I I grew up watching the Power Rangers when I was a kid. Like I when the first uh one came out in ninety three ninety four, I was like five or six. So when I got to see this, this was fucking amazing. Just the gigantic kaiju robots fighting the monsters and shit. All the the ridiculous fighting and everything was great. You show me a comic book, and then you tell me months ago that there's going to be a um, reboot movie coming out. Well, I just dropped the load in my pants. Like I just, <laughs> I, I can't even handle myself right now. But yeah, uh, when the book came out, I, I was leery because it seemed like a gimmick. Like 
Power Rangers? You're gonna you're gonna bring why? <laughs> but y- you know what? I I'm not one to uh to question good things anyway, and and going my way because I I love the Power Rangers more than more than anything, and that Green Ranger. Oh my God, I love that Green Ranger. So so have we found well, like, your Mega Man replacement? Maybe. Oh. I think so. Oh. <laughs> well, because like here's the fighting thing: fighting robots um, and Mega Men. There you go. <laughs> you certainly do. The uh, the guy who's writing this, Kyle Higgins, is a really good writer. Like his run on Nightwing at DC Comics was was awesome. Like he did some really really great work on Nightwing. He did the the Gates of Gotham Batman miniseries that was really really killer. Um, he's done some some decent stuff at Marvel as well. Like he did uh, this uh, a Captain America one shot called Theater of War um, that was pretty cool. He put out the uh, the image book uh, Cowl. He was doing that book, which okay. is really good. Um, and what what struck me about this, I think the most, was that like the Power Rangers are a very silly concept. Um, no more silly than any of this other shit that we talk about. But in the wrong hands, this book is awful. But Kyle Higgins treated the material with respect and took it fucking serious. Like, let's do this for real and make it kind of badass. The art was really cool. Like, I liked it. I think it fit, you know, perfectly. There's a couple questionable shots of Rita Repulsa's uh, cone boobs in here (laughs) where they're kind of pointing off in weird directions. She's but, older now, and that happens. <laughs> okay. But I I enjoyed the hell out of this book and was really excited to read more of it because while I am a little older than you, Dean, and uh, Evan, I don't know your feelings on this or Matt, but I loved the Power Rangers. How no, could I so not? so did I. Yeah. It's, I didn't... it's kung fu and kaiju. <laughs> you see, I'm in. My brother, my little brother. Of the Power Rangers, and I, I, it that that was my experiences with it. This this seems really well done, which is it really, is That's really the, surprising. I me. was expecting a joke. <laughs> now I have a question for you. There's a right, like a, I was expecting silly. What's with the second half? Is that another oh, the book? Vulcan skull thing, or is that a different book? No, that's actually no, that that's was, the comic um, relief. More that or less. was uh, just a yeah. That was just a preview thing. Like, okay, I think I think both of these might have been like Comic Con exclusive stories that they're now putting out into print, and just as like a, a whet your appetite kind of thing. Okay, but then there was more Power Rangers after the Balkan Skull. Shit, was there what 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 was that? I can't remember. It it just it it goes into a fight with Rita, like it's those two dudes talking, and then it goes into a fight with Rita. But it's the I, I don't really it's not even the same art style as yeah it's a different art style and it, it's just it's kind of almost a generic battle. It's not related to yeah. the previous portion. Oh yeah, I, I I don't know. I guess they're just kind of giving us all like a bit of a taste, or maybe they had some stuff worked out and they're well. I'm just curious as the next issue is it going to be this first portion the the yes. first issue has to do primarily with the green ranger which is the first portion okay okay that'll yeah, be I, that'll I, be a bit better I, than the second portion yeah just it should the sec the, the, yeah, the second por- the, the second portion <laughs> is what i expected it to be yes like that's what i expected from this book and then the first half the Kyle Higgins half was like Oh no, shit, man! Like you're, you're doing good work here. Good for you, man. Like, <laughs> good I'm on you. Good job. Yeah, I, I just, I, I really was, I was so pleasantly surprised by this book, because I one of the one of the biggest complaints that one could levy against the Power Rangers is that the acting was terrible. Oh, I thought you were gonna say stunning. Like, bro, Jason uh, David well, Frank, like he's the best actor of our time. Oh boy. <laughs> sure. Sure, There's he that. is. Uh, but barring, barring that, um, you know, excluding him from the conversation, the rest of the actors were hot fucking garbage most of the time. So to be able to get the characters though, without the terrible acting, and be like, no, I'll act this better in my head than you ever did, um, was really nice. Like, 
reading Billy's dialogue in this, the the super smart nerdy guy. Um, I still read it in his voice. <laughs> so did I. I didn't. I, Couldn't help it. I just I th- I think that's cool. Like they got the characterization down of all these separate personalities. They didn't spend too much time. Like I don't think uh, Trini had any lines at all. I two don't know lines. if she might have. Like two right lines at the beginning. That's it. Okay. I do like that they kept the yellow Power Ranger, not with the skirt, like keeping in with the tradition of the TV show because it was played by a man in Japan. And in America, they were just like, yeah, fuck it. We'll cast this Asian girl to be the Yellow Ranger because who gives a shit? We're just reusing footage. Um, (laughs) But I like that they kept that. Like, there's a continuity between, you know, the show and the book. And it's fucking, it's, it's kaiju and kung fu. What more do you need? Well, this, pleasantly this, surprised. Yeah, this this whole book seems cool because this is, if this is what we're going to be following, this is Tommy's transition from the Green Ranger to the White Ranger, and that those are literally my two favorite characters, my only favorite characters, and and that entire series. So, pretty hyped as fuck. So it seems yeah, like fucking... you're a Tommy fan. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. The big I, when I was a kid, like that's that's all I wanted to be when I grew up was the Green Ranger because he was a badass and because he rode a fucking dragon. And little does everybody know that that actually happened. He did grow up to be the Green Ranger. He yeah, did. literally, like that, that's fact. his Facebook handle, the Green Ranger. I'm talking about you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happened too. <laughs> Jason David Frank's a cage fighter now. Actually, he's a condo yeah. or he sits at he tables. He is. He's all bacon tattooed and. He was no, only he, a I, cage I, I, fighter for like one season. No, or this something. is uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think he was very good at it. But he's all tattooed and into Jesus, so that's a thing. He's into Jesus. Um, oh, I, I didn't think know so. That. Uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just I hope making not. shit up. I don't know. Whatever, come fight me. Um, no, don't. You're really big. <laughs> I was gonna say like he's he might not be like ranger. actually. Hurt. <laughs> you, he's too big to do kung fu anymore. Um. But no, like if this follows that storyline of Tommy going from the Green Ranger and the Dragon Zord to the White Ranger and the Tiger Zord and like the Thunder Zords and all that shit, like that'll be fucking good comic books. I'm excited for it. So, yes, pick this book up. Right, only- everybody else. Zord. Oh yeah, Zord. The only question Zord. is, we we've seen that happen. Right, but we mm-hmm. we just knew that he kind of petered out and that was it. It seems like he's. It's this is more of what's going through his head and him struggling with like keeping up with the Dragon Zord, which is apparently not responding to him, and Rita just fucking controlling his mind, which is pretty shitty. I wouldn't want to have Being that dick toting bitch, yeah. <laughs> okay, you can't control your Zord, huh? You shit. Maybe if you didn't suck so bad, and no and one that, likes like, you. Really loud yelling voice the entire time. <laughs> Her voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. all the fucking time in your ear. Fuck that noise. No wonder why he can't pay attention to anything. He's deaf. <laughs> Very screechy. Very screechy. All right, so Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, pick that up. This is like three for three this on is... books this week, and we are about to make it four for four. Gentlemen, Evan's pick from last week, Gutter Magic number one, written by Rick Doick. And I apologize if I'm getting the name wrong, but it reminds me of Ren Hoek, so that's what I'm going with. <laughs> and art by Brett Barkley. Uh, Gutter Magic, this was a weird fucking book. Like, backstory for the book, uh, like on the first page, it's, uh, it's got one of the best opening paragraphs I've ever read in a first page explanation. <laughs> Nearly a century ago, World War II spiraled out of control when wizards on both sides entered the conflict. There you go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, that's that's a fucking great sentence. I'm in. I'm sold. That's all I needed to know. I feel like um, this is Adventure Time. Like, this is what happened. Steampunk Adventure Time. What? No, you don't yeah. know that, that. They're about to drop that big zombie bomb, and then the lich is going to... I'm not going to go into Adventure Time theories. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. So the it's lich okay. king is coming, and shit's going to be okay. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed, uh, the shit out of this book. I was so, I expected to not like this at all. Um, and I fucking was so, it was compelling. I was really into this story. Like, fuck, 
goblin auction or goblin market and fucking changing shape and shit and like they're hunting people down and dude's trying to get a spell because he can't he can't cast magic and there's a robert a robert oppenheimer reference like what the fuck is going on don't forget Someone the rat explain catcher. this shit to me the rat catcher was fucking cool this well, was a fucking weird book. Yeah, I also like the term that the sorcerer uses right in the beginning. I could just hear him saying it in his head. Gutter magic. <laughs> so below me. Gutter <laughs> magic. <laughs> well. Oh, God. So, all right. So, main character. Uh, yeah, no. I, thank you. Uh, you didn't read it. No. But whatever. Uh, main character, <laughs> Cinder, Cinder Burns. Burns. Uh, which is a fucking terrible name. Um. Why? That's what, like, and honestly, that's why I thought I wasn't going to like this. Like, I looked at the, the fucking synopsis of it, and it was like, Cinder Burns. Oh, God. No. Oh, ugh. Ugh, God. Stop it. Cinder Burns. Does he? Does he really? Good. He I see what you did there. He's, oh, God. His fucking... His brother smoldering Cinder ash. Burns and his... <laughs> <laughs> his girlfriend ember fire like oh stop it Just knock it off it's like 13 okay. year old fucking fan fiction anyway um but yeah so like he's apparently everybody else in his family can do magic and he is the one fucking muggle and he's really upset about it <laughs> and, uh, wouldn't you be that's that that's canon right yeah. for like life now yeah. muggles we yeah. all were there okay. oh yeah um so like he he can't do magic, or he could at one point, but it's just it's not really clicking for him. So he and uh, and his goblin friend are trying to find this spell that is apparently going to uh, kickstart his magic gene and put him uh, back in the game, as it were. And that's where he he shows up and steals from this wizard because the spell has been ripped up into little pieces, and that's where the dude. Uh, gives the line that Dean liked of like Ugh, gutter magic, and uh, there's a little bit of a fight, and they they do make their way off because apparently this guy is like the Indiana Jones of like the magical world. I guess is kind of what we're going with here. Did you get that impression? Just kind of like he's like a Malcolm Reynolds ish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like a lovable rogue. No one likes him. A little less <laughs> lovable than Mal, but yeah. He's kind of an asshole, like, rubs people the wrong way, but he gets the job done in a tight spot kind of thing. Like, this book, it's weird, but, like, it is very on the nose with its, like, cliches, I think. Like, the, there's not a lot of depth, I don't think, to the characters. No, and, there's not. But I liked it regardless. Well, that's good. Like, I'm rambling, though. Somebody, like, Matt, what did you think? Well, I didn't exactly like it as well as you did but I'm glad you liked it <laughs> I just I feel like at least in my I almost uh, spit out my beer man <laughs> <laughs> what Matt was politely was, trying to say is fuck you no, that was the not most at all. polite disagreement ever <laughs> and that's I, I, I'm glad it was because I if he liked it that's fantastic but I just in my I don't know, literary <laughs> travels, I've seen aspects of this done better, so I, I just felt like this was a, a good attempt, but the execution lacked a little bit. And I, I couldn't even tell you where. It's just, it's a little... Like, one of the things you, you said that uh, the characters were a little one-dimensional, but that, that was okay, and they are kind of one-dimensional. They don't have a lot to them. Maybe they will, it's only the first issue. But, uh, yeah, like, it, I think this feels, it feels like a first draft okay. of a script. Yeah, like, he, he should have just kept working on a little bit more. But nope, it went to press. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it certainly <laughs> did. Um, Dean, what did you think? I liked it. It was, it was cool. I, I liked, I liked everything about it. Oh, it was, good. It was just a good book. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I can see what you're saying, Matt. Um, I just there's just something about it. I it kind of it kind of connected with me, and I thought it was cool. I, I think it was just sort of 
the the setting of it all like magic is pretty cool to begin with and then you got like all the steampunk shit and then he's using a gun instead of magic and but it's I a was magic like, gun yeah yeah so he's like dresden except cooler because he uses guns instead of magic or a magic gun or whatever man it's just <laughs> fucking cool He's he, the the character is neat. I like the end with the gang that he's going up against. Uh, I think that's gonna be cool. Uh, the preview was neat. She's uh, the the big boss lady's like a grim leap reaper sort of uh, person with big size. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely gonna read another issue. Yeah, the uh, I just looked it up on uh, on Comic Vine and Rick Doak, the uh, writer. This is his only credited work. So it it definitely feels like a book from a first-time writer. Okay. Well, in um, that case, he's doing well for his first outing, yeah. Yeah, I like, I I really, I enjoyed the shit out of this, and I am very much looking forward to the next issue. Like, a, a little bit after World War II, dude is trying to, like, get his magical thing back. Like, he gets J. Robert Oppenheimer's diary, um... That says, like, I think he says, like, his uncle is Oppenheimer or something like that. Um, I, I don't know. So, like, that ties in, like, World War II history being, like, magical and shit. Like, there's some cool ideas here um, that I'm I'm hoping are wrapped up well. Well, it, it is only a, a four-issue series, so. Oh, really? Well, it yeah. says one of four on the cover, so. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, okay. Put two and two together and came up with four. So, all right. So, yes from me and Dean, meh from Matt, but he's happy that we liked it. So, yeah. <laughs> Evan, have you have you perused through I, while we've been chatting? I looked. I I did peruse. I was in the process of perusing the artwork itself. It looks like a newbie. Like, right, like everything feels like a first draft. Yes, and I mean the colorist, the coloring itself. They, I think they did a good job because that set the tone for the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like the the actual pencils and the art style could be a little tighter because some details get a little lost when they're trying to throw every. There was there was some very busy busy panels and pages in this book. There's a lot of lines. Yes, like there's some, there's a lot of like inking lines. Mm-hmm. Like I have to ink every fucking inch of this shit, right? Which like f- which which fills a page and a panel to the point where it's right. incomprehensible. Yeah, so. I agreed. But it, it, I think, uh, I think it's worthwhile though. Yeah, it, it, but it. Don't get me wrong; it does look nice. It just looks like it. The the person has a little bit more work to do. Right. So. Yeah. All right. Well, four for four, and uh, I think. I think we're going to go five for five. I know I am going five for five with our final book. Fucking hated it. Fuck Of you. the week. Did you really? really? I, I mean, it was good. I, and okay. to be honest, well, I'm which... so far behind. I, I... Okay. So oh, that's right. That one. Okay. Walking Dead 150. Now, here's the thing. What I love, I think, the most about Walking Dead 150 was that it was not a bloodbath. Okay. Um, Even though the cover shows Rick completely bathed in blood um it, it was almost exactly a bloodbath what are you talking about there was there was a bath of blood there was a death of a dude and it wasn't a major character like walking dead for its milestone issues has had some pretty big fucking things happen and there were monumental things happening in this issue as far as moving the logical progression of a of a society restarting from scratch over, um, more most specifically, I'm I'm talking about the the decision of the people in The Walking Dead to form a military. Uh-huh. Right, that is that is a huge step forward in this book because the the threat that they are currently under from the Whisperers is one of the most fucked up things that. I think this book has ever done the whispers for those of you not um, caught up enough with the walking dead or, you know, haven't listened to the podcast enough, I suppose are a group of, of people read by led by a female named alpha um, who wear the skin of zombies to blend in and control a fucking massive horde 
of zombies. Like a ridiculous amount of zombies are pretty much at her disposal following her. But they are completely covered in head to toe. They wear a skin suit, which is fucked up. Yes. Gross. For real real gross, icky, fucked up. Like, ew. Ew. (laughs) Um, And, uh, God, it was probably about ten issues ago... In order to show her uh, her strength, they uh, the people the whispers killed a fuck ton of of Rick's people. Um, one of the main ones being the man that Michonne was at some point involved with Ezekiel, who was the leader of one of the communities, the Hilltop. He had pet tigers at a time. He was fucking awesome. She like killed ten people, put their heads on pikes, and said, "This is our land. Fuck you. Don't cross into it." And uh, as the you- pikes. As you can imagine, uh, the people uh, with Rick, none too happy about this. And they're like, fuck you, we got to go after this girl. And uh, Rick makes the decision to start a military. And that can't, can't be headed for good things. (laughs) No way that ends well. I feel like that's the title for it. It's an Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. (laughs) The gang starts military. (laughs) (laughs) Um, in this issue, uh, they have Alpha's daughter is in the camp with them. Uh, her name is Lydia, and she is really into Curl, and really just like I talked about it a while because this storyline is with the Whispers has been going on for a while. I talked about it on a podcast a while ago. How like she when she was first trying to seduce Carl and get him to like take him prisoner and whatnot, she like licked his fucking eye hole. Um, yeah, like there's some fucked up shit. Is he on. missing an eye? Oh yeah, Curl. Curl's been Curl. missing an eye for fucking a hundred issues, I think. At Curl. least. It's Curl. it's amazing how in an apocalyptic future that a zombie infested apocalyptic future, all of these major medical things happen to these people, and they're <laughs> fine. Yeah. Like 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 Rick lost a hand. Uh huh. In normal apocalyptic type settings, that would get he old. would get a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> or a chainsaw or a chainsaw <laughs> and that's my point he just got a hook like yeah recently too that's like a recent thing he had a stump for a long time a long know. long time <laughs> i so anyway so like they have they have lydia there and they're trying to alpha sent her away a couple issues ago and said you know she's my daughter i can't keep her safe here i can't uh, protect her. I suppose, I guess, I love her in some sort of way. Uh, please, Rick, take her um, and keep her safe. And Rick, you know, no problem. So the people at, at these different communities are really upset that this Lydia girl is around because her people just fucking killed a bunch of dudes. So he, like, wants to keep her safe. He sends her away up to one of the other villages. Um, while he does that, two guys from the community come and attack Rick and Rick (laughs) after getting the shit beat out of him uh, bites a man on the neck until he is dead savage as fuck (laughs) (laughs) fucking straight goes for the jugular and rips dude's throat out with his mouth I, yeah. I, th- I thought he was a zombie for a second. I'm like, did he die? Is he a zombie now? Did I just <laughs> like, is, is this the 150th issue? There's no more Rick. <laughs> That's what I thought too, man. I was like, fuck, Rick's a zombie that killed him, and he's just eating this dude already. <laughs> Shit, Rick works quick. Um, but Rick, just, I mean, he just fucking eats this dude like <laughs> legit. Bitch rips was his, just hungry. Fucking rips his throat. I just, I'm glad this book isn't black and white. Listen, he was all out of steakums, okay? <laughs> the Slim Jims so. were running kind of low, so you got to do what you got to do. So, like, he oh, God, it was, it was fucked up, man. Just fu- a fucked up panel, because, like, Rick lays back and, like, spits the part of throat out <laughs> like, <laughs> over his head. And then he blacks out. <laughs> then he blacks out. He wakes up and comes up with this plan. All right, we're going to start a fucking... We start a thing. There's a couple panels interspersed here of Alpha out in the woods. She's uh, she's crying um, about the loss of her daughter. One of her people comes up and like takes off his zombie skin suit and uh, is like, "No, no, it like it's cool. I get it. You miss you miss your daughter. Like word. That's all right. Don't worry. 
no judgment here, and she's like, fuck you, and slits his throat. Jesus. (laughs) Like, another dude shows up, and he's like, "Uh, what happened? And she's like, he challenged me. Oh. I won. (laughs) Is that all? Okay. Right on, because she can show, like, absolutely fucking no weakness. These people are are fucking crazy. So, Rick gets desperate, and in... um, or that might have been the issue before. Sorry, because yeah, I read a, like four issues. That was yeah, I read like was, yeah. Was sorry, I read like four issues back to back. That was the issue before. Um, but Rick in the previous issue had gone to Negan for help and for advice. And issue one forty nine, if you didn't read that, has some really fucking excellent Negan lines um, because he is the best character in the history of comics, like without question. This bold statement. Fucking amazing. <laughs> he's so awesome. It is a bold statement, and he stand buys it. I, I stand by it, and I stand by it. Like, not even plural. There's not two of me. Well, you're Dick. very adamant about it, so you stand by it twice. <laughs> you walked yes. away, and then you came back. I came back. I was like, I'm going to stand by this again. I'm going to stand by it. Um, so yeah, the entire it was, skeleton of adamant. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day... Uh, Really, the big the big thing from this issue is that they're going to start a military and they're going to go to war with the Whispers, and that is not going to work out well for anybody. Um, we all know how much I love this book. This is one of my, I've I've been reading this book since issue one. I have n- I haven't missed a month. Um, I, I've you got know. a question for you. The, I, yeah. I feel like you're about to turn the conversation over to someone else, but I want to ask. I you was about to. I was segueing. The the final imagery of Negan. I'm assuming that's Negan. Uh-huh. Atta boy. Behind bars. Atta boy. Yeah. What do you think that leads to? Um God man, I don't even know. I've like honestly, I've learned to stop trying to predict The Walking Dead. Okay. A, a long time ago cuz every time I think I'm like, "Oh, all right, I see where this is going." Like, I know it, it doesn't mean anything good. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything in this book leading to something good? No. Nothing. <laughs> Not a chance. Okay. It's a walking dead. No, and that's what's so great about it, I think, like, honestly, is that the, it it's such an interesting story of what a society would be like if this shit were to happen, because the zombies are so secondary at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, when the book started, sure, it was, you know, all oh, the fucking walkers, and we got to get away from the walkers, but I, the zombies have not been a threat in a hundred issues. I may uh, less than that, but you know what I mean? It's been a long time years since the zombies were the main threat. Now the main threat is the shitty things we do to each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> because we're shitty, shitty people. Like at the end of the day, we're not a fucking pleasant bunch of folks to be around. That sounds and, like us. Yeah. yeah right. on. Yeah. Mm hmm. You well, know, I think so, we're plenty pre- pleasant. I don't know well, about everyone else. You know, there's pockets of nice, but for the most part, like <laughs> it's there. You go, pockets of nice. Got the title. Pockets of nice. <laughs> there you go. It's it's interesting to me that it's taken 150 issues before somebody's been like, "Hey, we need a military." You know, because of That's course true. you would fucking need a military. You know, there's there's a threat. There's other people who want to take your shit. So what do you do? You fucking fight them. You know. I, I fucking love this book. I love this book so much. It's it's so good. In, in what did you boys think? Like in the digital issue that I'm, I'm looking at, there's a advertisement for Walking Dead original comic art. Mm-hmm. It's from SplashPageComicArts.com. Yes, there is a Lem by Seventeen image there of Rick sitting in a chair with Negan standing behind him. Yeah, that's what I think this leads to. That like that. That that him sitting in the jail cell going, yep, there you go. Like my plan is coming to fruition. That's what I see in that final fucking panel. Well, I that was the cover to issue one forty nine. But that what uh, and the yeah. imagery of that is what I mean. Not necessarily that specific thing. It's that Negan has a, a, this giant laid out plan in his head, and he's just putting the pieces on the board to make it all come to fruition. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he is he is one of I think the most compelling characters um, in any comic universe. Uh, his storyline was so great, and I, this is a guy who was a leader. Uh, he was Rick. Mm-hmm. He was 
you know, the dickhead version of Rick. And you know that that type of character just has to be thinking of a way to get it back, of a way to be back in charge. Because that sort of personality, that's the only thing you can do. Is have, You have to be. So, so how do you feel I'm about, fucking excited. How do, you, how do you feel about Morgan for the show? With Harry Dean Morgan? Something like that? Yeah. Um, I, I am... Part of what makes Negan so great is his use of the word fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the eloquence like, in which he uses fuck. I mean, he says fuck almost as much as I do, which... Wow. Right? I say, like, that's a word I use quite often. And I it's... <laughs> to steal from Lewis Black, like, it's not... It's not... I'm not... Like, it's a pause so I can think of other shit to say. <laughs> it's an ellipsis in my conversation. But so, like, so much of, of Negan's dialogue is is what makes the character. So, will they be able to, 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 to make that happen on the show? I think Harry Dean Morgan is, or Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I think he is a good enough actor to be able to get enough of the personality in there because they're not going to be able to drop F-bombs left and right. right. Well, they're not going to be able but, to drop F-bombs at all, right? I don't I don't know. I don't watch it's, this. Like, here's the thing. I love this comic book. I've read every issue. I don't like the show. Okay. Right. I don't think it's very good. Um, It may have gotten better after the first season, but I haven't watched it since then don't know i might come back for negan yeah that would be the only thing like i don't watch the show either i've tried a number of times and it hasn't grabbed me and hearing that casting makes me go "Mm, i may want to try again because i really like that guy. i wanted yeah i wanted to come back for the governor i love david morrissey i think that guy's a great actor um i didn't though (laughs) like spoiler i didn't i i didn't (laughs) Dean, what did you think? Eh. <laughs> I don't even think he's right. there anymore. <laughs> no, I heard him. Was... He said something. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so fucking five out of five, gentlemen. Yeah, good week. Five out of five. It's a great week for comics. Yeah, the one week that I don't have the time or the availability to fucking read. Yeah. Five out of five. Awesome. And we st- and we still managed to make the show an hour long because I can ramble like a son of a bitch. <laughs> On that note, announcer guy, say some shit. Thank you, Dan. Attention listeners. Did you know the Geek Aid crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geek Aid website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well, you can keep in touch with Geek Aid by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at geekaid.com. Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan! Thanks, announcer guy. Thank you again for listening to the Paper Cuts podcast. If you have a minute after you're done listening to the show, why don't you head on over to iTunes, leave us a nice five-star review. A rating helps get more eyes and ears on the show. If you want to get in contact with us, Dean, where can they send us an email? Mail at geekade.com. Okay. That, you kind of slowly slowed your way into that one, didn't <laughs> I got you? got an ice cube in my mouth. Geekade.com. It's always good to have your mouth full while recording a podcast. <laughs> I like ice cubes. Good call, dude. Leave me alone. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's why he's such a cool guy. (laughs) Oh, goodness. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me. I am at GeekAidDan. You can follow Matt. At GeekAidMatt. Really? Really? Yep. Look at you. Nice. I've been waiting to tell you. Somebody's getting a new follower. (laughs) Hold on. Where's my phone? Shit, you're gonna beat me to it. You can follow Evan at Geekade underscore Evan. And you can follow Dean. Oh, I'm not changing it, bitches. Kimono underscore Vessellord. Really? Oh, that's great. Just the fact that the word kimono is in there. I own a kimono. I've worn it. People have publicly seen me at conventions wear it. It's a thing. Yeah, but you're also a co founder of a website. Every day. Alright. Good enough. I'm the vessel lord every day.
<laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Now I can follow everyone. Drinking out of my Vestlord mug, so fuck you. <laughs> Doesn't get any better th- than that. Join us next week when we have a whole slew of new comic book shit to talk about. For Matt Munch, for Evan Goldstein, for Dean DeFalco, and for Dan Ryan, I am Dan Ryan. From Space Night. And see. Bone sauce testing. Wow, that was well done. I got three minutes with you. What's your name, kid? The human spider. Really? That sucks. <laughs> it's the best line in those movies. It's fucking oh, Bruce Campbell's the best. Hysterical. It's hilarious, son. Hi. Hilarious. Hilarious. High, medium, and low larious. Oh. all three of those, as are we. Mm-hmm. Demented editors, office politics, hamburgers, and a dead stripper. I want that one. Let's read that one. It's a what? autobiographical one. I mean, I'm not saying no, but... Which one is it? It's called Pencil Head. The guy's got a pencil for a head? Yes, he does. No Silver Surfer? Please don't make I, I'm, Silver Surfer. Why? I'm so I into hate, the Silver Surfer I book. I hate that artwork. You hate Mike Allred? I do. And I Are feel, you a fucking communist? I feel bad about it. You should. I just don't like it. it I want to read it, though. Oh, it's nice. it's grown on me a bit. It's so oh, good. Uh, is this? Oh, no. Yeah, it is. I'm happy they're back. I'm really happy they're back. Holy shit, his head's a pencil. <laughs> Why didn't I get that on recording? You you don't give a shit, so you want us all to read it. Gotcha. Bigfoot Sword <laughs> of the Earth Man. What? I'm just reading a title that I saw. Is that Sword of the Earth Man or Sword of the Earth Man? No, uh, <laughs> Earth Man. <laughs> 